Arkansas knocks off the number one team in the country in the Auburn Tigers. And we're going to try our best to maintain our composure and talk about it. This is the Lockdown Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. It is currently 1 o'clock in the morning of a Wednesday, and I am uh, just here in Fayetteville at my hotel at the Holiday Inn Express off of Weddington. Great place, by the way, if you need to ever stay there. And I have just uh, come back from being out and seeing the scene and the energy and the celebration that it was with the Razorback basketball team defeating the number one team in the country, the Auburn Tigers. Like we talked about it on the podcast, top three reasons yesterday as to why I believe that Arkansas could win this game, how they could do it, what they needed to do to make this happen. And they did it. I mean, I mean, it was incredible. We have so many things to talk about today and hopefully we can find ways to, to power through and to, and to get it done and to make sense of it all as well. But at, when it comes down to it, and, and if I'm talking a little bit quieter, it's because I have tinnitus in my ears. I can't even hear anything anymore. So I don't want to be screaming into this microphone, especially here at one o'clock in the morning at this hotel. But what a scene, what a game. I, I can't even tell you or putting the words just how incredible that was from beginning to end. It was awesome. And I am still just shaking from the energy and from the atmosphere that it was at Bud Wall Marina. And we're, we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about a lot of different things here too. But uh, just, the, just talking about general takeaways from the game though, I want to say this. The Auburn Tigers are the best team in college basketball. Like they deserve to be the number one team. I don't, I don't, I don't care what anybody says, and, and this, and you gotta give credit to Arkansas because they were the better team tonight. But the Auburn Tigers are a really good team; like they deserve to be number one. And I wouldn't surprise me at all if they won the national championship this year, or at least played for it in the Final Four, whatever it may be, because they were that good. Like they, they, they showcased themselves that well. And so, just watching that and seeing just the type of team that they are in the game that they played, I'm like, no wonder that this team is legitimate. But when Arkansas was able to do the things that they'd done against Auburn, and I, and I talked about this yesterday on the podcast too, they were able to take them out of their game completely. Just take them out of their game. They've done it all three times that they have faced against Auburn under Eric Musselman. They, Auburn may be a high-scoring team or a great defensive team, whatever it may be, and that's true. It can still be true. But at the end of the day, Eric Musselman and his staff do a fantastic job of being able to throw Auburn into a loop where it just seems like they're all out of sorts. They don't know whether to slow the game down or who to give it to and, and who to run plays through or whatever. They were just completely and totally uh, outcoached tonight. Eric Musselman and Arkansas completely and totally outcoached the Auburn Tigers and Bruce Pearl which is saying something because Bruce Pearl is a really good coach. 
And Auburn's a really good basketball team. And when you can out-scheme and you can out-perform these guys and, and have a great performance like this, like I don't know how else uh, you can just put it other than the fact that it, it comes down to coaching. Um, now, there were a lot of stats that really stood out. First off, Kessler for Auburn is, is as good as advertised. Dude had 16 points and 19 rebounds. He did foul out late in the game, which was great, but he only played 33 minutes, too. So you're talking about a really efficient game out of him. He had a great game for, for Auburn. Uh, Smith had a great game. He had 20 points. Green Jr. had 19 points. But what it came down to is Arkansas just making those plays, baby. That defense that they had and have been showcasing this was going to be their toughest test. All right, the defense has been good against these really bad teams in the SEC, but how is it going to look when you go up against some of the better teams, and in this case, Auburn? How did you do? You did great. The defensive game plan was just superb. It wasn't perfect at times because I don't think it ever can be or else the other team would score zero points, but it was superb. You went in with a game plan and you executed that game plan to perfection. And that was the only way that you could beat an Auburn team is if you were able to go out there and put it together, put that game plan together and execute it in front of a crowd of 20,000 people at Bud Walton Arena. You did it. You, you accomplished that. And I knew Auburn was going to lose at some point in time. I think everybody collectively was rooting for Arkansas in this game. They love underdog stories, but they also got sick and tired of Auburn. And the fact that Arkansas was able to be the team that ended up doing it just, just makes it that much sweeter. Um, but just what a performance. J.D. Note, 28 points in this game. 41 minutes, he gets 28 points. Uh, D.C. Tony, 14 points and 10 rebounds, a double-double. Jalen Williams, 13 points and 11 rebounds. He gets a double-double. Uh, you also had Devo Davis. He got 10 points. He got five steals in this game as well as four rebounds. Uh, like that, That's incredible for what he was able to do. Um, you know, Stanley Amude did all right. He goes, he, he gets nine points for out of him and four rebounds there. Chris Likes comes in and hits his free throws. He didn't do very well in, in, in shooting, but he hit his free throws. And, and of course, that's very important. Kamani did what he was supposed to do. But like, if you can play defense at the level that Arkansas is playing defense at every single game, not only are you going to win most of these games, but even in the games that you don't win, it's going to come down to the wire. You're going to be in these games every single time. And to beat the number one team in the country, the first time a number one team has ever come to Bud Walton Arena, for you to beat them and to beat them in the way that you did with everybody watching you and everyone talking about you, this is a win that may really, first off, be memorable for all the greatest reasons. Like if you look back to, you've had some great wins in Arkansas in the history, but this could be one of those wins that you'll always remember where you were when it happened because of all the things that came along with it. And like, you know that Auburn's good. You know they got some pros on their team. Like, you know that you, they've been talking about a lot. They've been hyped up a lot. And, you know, everyone talked about how, oh, man, they beat Kentucky and that atmosphere that was there. Great. Great. But you came into Bud Walton and you took the L. And you didn't know how to handle it. You weren't ready for it. And Arkansas was the better team tonight. Eric Musselman was the better coach tonight. And I think Arkansas, you know, they still got a lot of games left. They got a tough game against Alabama coming up this weekend, which we know is going to be big. But you did everything you were supposed to do and then some. This is no longer just you beating up on bad teams in the SEC like you have been. Like That, that was kind of my thing. It's like you beat up some, some bad teams. What are you going to do when it matters the most? What are you going to do when the spotlight is on you? What are you going to do against some of the best teams? This is what you did. You won. And I, I know we're going to talk about the in, insane atmosphere in just a second. 
and all the things to go along with it. And if I'm not making sense on this podcast, I apologize because I can't put into words what happened and what transpired in this game. It, it meant that much. And I still got chills. Like if you hear Chuck Barrett's call and you hear the, you see the ending and see the court rushing, it's, it's, it's an incredible moment and an incredible game. And I am just absolutely stunned by the way it happened. And, but I'm also incredibly thankful that I was there to see it and I was there to witness it, but congratulations, Arkansas. Congratulations, Eric Musselman. Congratulations, all you fans. You deserve that. Arkansas's back, baby. I don't know what it's going to mean the rest of the way. They still got a lot of games left, but when you're doing what you're doing and you win a game like that, people take notice. And in this case, people understand that, hey, the Arkansas Razorback basketball team, it's no pushover. They're no team that just, you know, is is decent, but, uh, you know, a tough little cute team. No, they're for real. And tonight proved it. And we're going to continue to try to talk about this and make sense out of it all. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar. And we know it's that time of year. You know, if you've given up on your New Year's resolution, whatever it may be, hey, listen, I, we, we got to stick to it, though. Like, you know, I know you may be wanting to give up on it. Maybe you have given up on it, but you can get back on the train. Built Bar can help you with that because it's a, it's a protein bar that tastes incredible because it's covered in 100% chocolate, but it's extremely healthy. In fact, healthier than most of the protein bars, where only 130 calories are in most pro, uh, uh, built bars. You have 4 grams of sugar only and 17 grams of protein, and they have so many diff different delicious flavors to choose from. So if you go to built.com right now and use promo code uh, LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. It's as simple as that. It's a great deal that you don't want to pass up on. Again, if you go to build.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your next order. No matter how many you order, you get 15% off. Promo code LOCKED15 at build.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, now this is the next part of the game that because we just gave my general reactions in the first segment as to what all went on and how it felt. But I got to talk about the most important part of this game. Of course, the players. Of course, the coaching. Great. Absolutely great. The atmosphere and what happened at Bud Walt Marina with the fans. Folks, I'm not as old as maybe some of you who are watching this podcast are. I may not have gone to all the games that I did in Barnhill because, to be honest, I didn't ever go to a game in Barnhill. I wasn't old enough. Um, I wasn't. I was around when the national championship season happened. I went to a game when I was like six. But I don't remember anything about it, really. Um, but I've been to a lot of games. I've gone to games my whole life, and especially some of the biggest games, you know, the 99 Auburn game. Uh, the Qualls put back duck against, the dunk against Kentucky. You know, all these great games and great atmospheres that have been talked about, rightfully so. I've been to most of them. Now, I don't think, at least in my viewpoint, I don't think that tonight had the loudest moment ever in Bud Walton history because I still think the Qualls put back dunk might be the loudest moment ever. That or Calipari get ejected, one of the two. But when it came to beginning to end, when it came to build up and hype and electricity, I don't think I've ever been a part or seen Bud Walton and felt Bud Walton the way that I felt it tonight. The fans were menacing. 
And it started at the very beginning of the game where Auburn players were, you know, getting heckled by students. Well, they were dancing on the Razorback logo before uh, before the game in pregame warmups. And when that happened and I saw that and the fans were booing and I could see the players and for Arkansas kind of jawing at them a little bit, I'm like, y'all may think you just danced on the logo of the Razorback basketball team, but you what you really did is you just danced with the devil. You took your shot with it, and I think you're going to have uh, you're going to have a lot to pay for. And it started with that, where there was just a lot of heat in the building, and that continued to build as the game went on. Where and no one really took a substantial lead. I think Arkansas was up by ten early in the game, uh, but in the second half, the largest lead really was Arkansas, or was I think it was yeah Auburn was up by five. So it was a really close game for the entire entirety of it all. But you had an atmosphere that cannot be matched. Like you can't co- like you can't even compare that to anything. You broke the record for the most people that ever attended a game of Bud Walton. I think it's twenty thousand three hundred twenty-seven, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I want to make sure that I get that stat right. Uh, yeah, twenty thousand three hundred twenty-seven, the most ever. You had the biggest crowd of all time in Bud Walton history. You had a wideout. You had the fans on top of you. You had the energy going along with it. And Auburn felt it. They were not ready for that. Everyone talked about, and going into this game, I heard people saying, well, you know, Auburn, they they know about atmospheres and tough environments because when you're the number one team, everywhere you go, you're going to get the best shot. It's like, you you know, what do you know? What do you know about great atmospheres? You know, what, you know, Auburn knows all about great atmospheres. Not like this. Not like Bud Walton. There's home court advantage, and then there's Bud Walton advantage. You can't get ready for that. Those Auburn players, tough kids, good players, really good. They weren't ready for that. They had no idea what they were getting into. And if you need any proof of that, just look at the free throws. Auburn, who's a good free throw shooting team, shooting 75% roughly, one of the better teams in the SEC when it comes to free throw percentage. Eight of 17 tonight. Eight of 17. That wasn't because they just you know got unlucky. That was the crowd that got to them. Turnovers, things, they, they got to them. The energy got to them. And I saw uh, Kyle Tucker, who does a great job of covering all things at Kentucky. This is a Kentucky guy, mind you, for The Athletic. He came to the game a few years ago, and I saw a lot of people saying this, but I love the way he put it. People were talking about how Bud Walton is always great, but big time Bud Walton's phenomenal. Like people were just, you know, chomping at the bitches, talking all about how great Bud Walton is, and rightfully so. But Kyle Tucker says, quote, it's on the short list of places I've covered in a game where it's an all-out assault on your senses and makes the ears ring and the head ache, and I love it. That's not just a, a good home court advantage. That's another level. It's not just loud. It's angry. You feel that. Players feel that. It's not just your ears. You feel like you're being attacked. You feel like you're being attacked by 20,000 people to where they can't physically touch you, but they are going to make you feel like you're being destroyed within. Maybe it's dramatic in the way I'm putting it, but that's what happened at Bud Walton tonight. It was an all-out assault. 
on all the senses that Auburn had as players. They couldn't communicate. They couldn't hit free throws. They couldn't focus. They couldn't give an inch. They couldn't blink once because they knew that if they made one mistake, there was one thing that happened. They were going to know about it. They were going to hear about it. And they were going to feel it from all those fans in Bud Walton. Folks, that's not just a, a fluky game. That's not just a fluky thing. That's real. That's a real feeling. People don't understand it. People who have never even been there and don't know what it's capable of, they don't understand what it is there. They just hear about it. Oh, well, you know, Bud Walton, it's a tough place to play. Most places in the conference are. Ooh, 20,000 people that could be there. Well, yeah, I mean, we play in big arenas. Rupp Arena holds 20-some-odd thousand. It's nothing, nothing different. No, it's different. And even Eric Musselman said it after the game. He's like, you, you could go on all of college basketball in the history, and you will never find an atmosphere like that. And, folks, I agree. There's a lot of great atmospheres in college basketball. There's ones that may be close to it, maybe even comparable. But there's nothing that is going to touch what we witnessed tonight in Bud Walton. Those of you that were there, you know what I'm talking about. I loved every bit of that. And I enjoyed it. And it was just to feel it. Like I was I was nearly throwing up. Like I was nearly just getting these nerves that were in just sitting on top of me where I'm just like, I I can't, I can't focus. I'm not even in the game. I'm not even out there on the court. I can't focus. I can't, because it's just, it's that insane. So to all the fans that showed up, holy crap, you guys are awesome. The court storming was great too. Uh, that was so cool. And, you know, they deserve that. I was in the middle of it too, because I was trying to get a good video and it didn't really work out. I almost got trampled. So it was, uh, it, it was, it was litty titty as the kids say these days. So, I hope that there is going to be more of that. I know Kentucky comes to town here soon, but you got games in front of them, which we'll talk a little bit about. So you got a lot to accomplish before then. But when it comes to what you were accomplished tonight, pat yourself on the back, all your Razorback fans. That's something that people do not want to mess with. That's something that you you are a weapon. You are an absolute weapon. And it's a weapon that won you the game. If that game is played anywhere else, you don't win that game. You'll win that game. But because you're at Bud Walt Marina and because that you had that energy and that atmosphere, you won that game and you are moving on with a nine-game win streak with Alabama on the road coming up this Saturday. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best place for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football that BetOnline has. It has up-to-date info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers for the 2022 season. So head over to BetOnline.ag. And or excuse me, have betonline.net where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, a few things that stood out to me. One, um, the uh, the Auburn basketball player 
that try to undercut Devo Davis. Uh, I guess it was Smith in that uh, Jabari Smith. Was it no one Jabari Smith? Who was that? Uh, I got to look at it and see. Maybe it was, was it green? I think it may have been green. May have been green. Anyways, they tried to undercut him at the end of the game and uh, after that dunk on D- with Devo Davis, and it was just, uh, it, it did not work out for him. He got teabagged on it, and it was just a great ending and great look to it. And he tried to attack Devo. I was like, man, that just goes to show you that they didn't, at Auburn, they don't know how to handle being number one and did not know how to, to handle losing as number one. They were completely and totally out of their element. And and so like to see that and the way that it ended there with that play and to Devo to ha- have that response that he did was was really cool too. So it was that was really funny. But also the social media team was great. Eric Musselman took off his shirt on the court. He was dancing around. He's sitting there in his sling without a shirt on, which I was wondering, I was like, how'd you get the shirt off? Like you, you only have one arm, and it's like did one of your GAs take your shirt off for you or something like that. I don't know. I saw that, but I just laughed. I'm like, there's I don't I don't even maybe I don't want to know how he got his shirt off, but. Uh, that, that was pretty cool. And then like between that and then just, uh, you know, the videos and the prospect of the rushing of the court, for those of you who think it's bad to rush the court, uh, you know, a pox on you. Cause that, that, that was completely and totally warranted anytime you beat the number one team. And I may do a segment on this tomorrow on the podcast, but one of the things that really bothered me is a lot of these Auburn fans were thinking that all these fans were coming to see Auburn play. No. They're coming to see the number one team play. Arkansas play the number one team. They don't care what name it's next to it. It's the number one team. Could have been number one Vanderbilt. You still would have had the same thing. No one's coming to see Auburn. They're coming to see the number one team, and Arkansas take them on, and Arkansas hand them that L. And so I thought that that was so dumb. And, and like these Auburn fans, they just don't know how to handle it. And a lot of them don't. And a lot of them are very upset, and the players didn't know how to handle it. And you know, that's it frustrated them and it frustrated them. And it just makes me feel that much more great about this win when you saw the frustrations coming out when it's like, see, we tried to we tried to tell you that this is this is a whole new thing. This is not the same type of game or the same type of conference opponent you're going to to be facing on a on any given Sunday, like or Saturday or wherever it may be. Like this is this is a whole new thing. And so I. I, again, I, if I didn't make sense in this podcast, I apologize to y'all because I, I just I'm still just flying high about as high as I possibly can. And, you know, th- this was just a game that I'll never forget. I'll never forget as long as I live. I enjoyed every second of it and every minute of it. Um, I'm just trying to bask in the moment. Hopefully they can keep this going. They got a, a, some some winnable games coming up. Alabama's winnable. They're tough. And I think that they're sneaky tough. They lose some games they're not supposed to be, but they've beaten some good teams. So they're sneaky tough. It's going to be a tough one. And then you have at Missouri. Then you get Tennessee at home. Very winnable game there, too. At Missouri is a winnable game. Then you go uh, to Florida. Hopefully you finally win that game. Then Kentucky comes to town. I mean, I know you got some tough games, but they're all winnable. Because you know why they're winnable? You just beat the number one team in the country. That's how I know it's winnable. Got to be great. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns. Same podcast channel, same same podcast time tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody.